0: Preaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown
1: Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com And welcome to Cosmic Reality Radio Show for October 31st, Halloween, 2023. And my name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me is, well, Dolly Howard. Walt Silva's not here. His his mom has been sent back to the hospital, so send prayers, you know, help him through this, in her, through this uh, rough time. Um it, you know, he didn't give me any clarity as to what might be happening. But, hey, listen, she was just down the hall from, just like an, uh, the way I understand it, it's like an outbuilding bu- attached to the hospital. So it wasn't any big uh, move that she had to make, just move to another area of the of the facility. But anyway, it's just myself and, and Dolly Howard. And so Dolly this morning on Shungite Show said to, uh, messaged on chat, to Mark, I hope you get to
2: talk today. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mark! <laughs> you should have invited him here.
1: <laughs> well, he—this guy is one of the busiest people I know. Oh. He, he works two jobs, and you know, it's like to give me that time for the Shungite show where it's live is is uh, is a real gift from somebody like Mark that you know just goes goes goes. Derek like that too. But um, And the Shungite show is um, kind of fun. In the first part of it we talked about the uh, electric universe and is it's, I've never seen it presented quite like that. Mark said he had heard about it years ago but it's uh, a fun show. You might want to listen to that. And also he talks about some interesting woo-woo stuff that's happening with the building. Did you get that story about what's happening with the building?
2: No, not entirely. Uh, I I would hear snippets from what he was saying, but uh, it sounds to be very, uh, I don't want to use the word haunted, uh, inhabited. It's inhabited, inhabited yeah, by yeah. non-human People, uh, non human beings, that's where they I meet. Mean. So, yeah. Well,
1: it is Halloween, and Dolly has this huge, long discussion of Halloween and the, all the different. It basically boils down to at this time of the year, the harvest is in, and what is in front of people is this long winter. So, the, what I heard about uh, Sohen, or you know, the Druid celebration, was that they had this celebration where, yes, they got dressed up as dead people, and the reason for it being that they felt that if you didn't intentionally go crazy once a year, during the year, you would go crazy. And I I just found that to be uh, probably true, because my mother, who was the mother, well, at the time that she was doing a lot of this, she she only had the eight kids, but she eventually had the ten kids, and she kept that same attitude. Halloween was her favorite celebration. And she would dress up, one in a gorilla or in a, a skeletal thing, both of them very scary. And every year she would go to her friend's house in the week before Halloween and knock on their door. And every year they need they, they had to change their pants after they opened it. Because <laughs> she was scary or funny? Because <laughs> she was scary. I this is this is sort of a side to this, but we we grew up Catholic. And my dad was, uh, I don't know, he, he went to the church and helped out, you know, a layman type of thing. But um, there was this young priest that my father sort of like, he, he and my dad got along. And um, he came over to the house one day and he had these two scariest masks I've ever seen. I mean, these you put right over your head. This wasn't just a mask. And the one that was the gorilla was... The added thing to the gorilla costume that she would do was that she would wear this fur coat of hers. It was just mangy and terrible, but she would put that on. So you open the door and all you see is this furry thing with this gorilla looking mask. Yeah, you're going to even though I mean, because who really a lot of people don't even kind of think about Halloween until it's happening, you know. Mm-hmm. and then sometimes she would dress up as this skeleton thing, and uh, I don't really remember what she... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My father worked in a, a garage. You'll remember this, Dolly. He worked in a garage, so he had this set of overalls that went right up like a bib thing. Yeah. You remember those? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So she would put that on and put the skeletal mask on, and again, she didn't have many friends, and, but you know, they all they all got hit during Halloween. <laughs> and the other thing that that she did was she uh, would make our costumes because God bless her. I mean, she had all these children, and her husband was start, you know, basically working in a, a feed mill, just doing whatever they do in feed mills. And then he eventually made his own business. He started building feed mills, so he was, you know, like just the a busy man or not even present because he was traveling so doing sales work for these uh feed mills that he was building so he you know he was hardly ever there really so she's when i was about four no i must have been older than yeah i think i was about 14. i'm talking to her and all of a sudden she it was always while she was doing dishes and she put down what she was doing and looked at me and she said Do you know how grateful I am that I'm actually listening to my child talk like an adult? And I was totally confused by what you said. You see, I live in a child's world. You know, 10 you're living in a child's world. You know, they, they, they people told me, friends of hers said that when she would come over, she would be non-stop talking, which is maybe where I caught that. But she, she would just talk, 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 because she didn't have anybody to talk to even. Except children, tie your shoe, be safe outside. You know, I mean, it, it just, and she's brilliant. The woman was brilliant. And then the years after that, I found out that, she would stay up reading until 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so not nice. only was she brilliant talking to children, but she didn't get much sleep. <laughs> so I always thought of Halloween and my mom. But she made me, uh, I think I, I've said this on another show, I don't know if it was this one. But she made me a rabbit costume. Yeah. And I I would win every, for three years I think, I would win the costume thing at the at, you know the schools would have these Halloween party things but when I was thinking about it I went wow I wonder what she knew about me because I did go down the rabbit hole <laughs> very far you know and maybe she was seeing something like that but no Halloween she, she would take it so far as to dress up in some, some scary thing and wait for the trick or treaters to come to the door And then she would, and this is in the new house. We left that Carrie Lane house where most of my growing up happened. And then we went to the Wheelock house. And uh, the people would come up to the front door. And she'd open the door and she would be scarier than they were. And they'd be so scared they'd run away without getting their candy. She said, you can't believe how much candy I say doing this. (laughs) (laughs) But then when we came home, sometimes she ran out of candy. And so she'd take ours.
2: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and
1: to other people, you know, but um, yeah, so w- w- I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I kind of suspect it maybe. They say that at this t- time of the year, the veil between the living and the dead is thinner. and so you know, ghostly apparitions or whatever have an easier way of interacting I don't know if that's true but could be but nowadays with with knowing what is behind it in a lot of ways I'm I'm not a happy camper about it which is very disappointing because I used to really like it yeah but
2: uh, no yeah, I don't like it anymore because of the true stuff about it yeah yeah did, um, I you, Go ahead.
1: When you were growing up, did you... Because we would go with all the kids in the neighborhood. And it was like, oh, a good dozen of us or so would go out trick-or-treating at the same time. Did you have that sort of thing? or? Oh, yeah. 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 So, anyway, I hope you guys, if you're, you're going out and have a party, you know, just be safe. And realize that it's uh, a gimmick to get you to spend... The money they spend on candy at this time of the year is outrageous, in the in the costumes and everything. Uh-huh.
2: I put pictures in the chat room of Annette in her steampunk costume, and then she has Annette dressed no no, Doc dressed up in a pirate costume that you really can't tell. It's a pirate costume because he won't leave the hat, the hat on. <laughs> and then I love the picture of her face.
1: Now this steampunk person is the second time. The second time I've seen somebody dressed up as this. Who's this person? Steampunk what, what, or pink or whatever. It's it a
2: is. thing. It's it's a not. Not a cult. I don't know the right word. It's like a group of people who go into this steampunk. They dress up weird types. They like with pipes and and uh, uh, they like to decorate with pipes and make it look industrial type <laughs> okay. things. Well, she looked so good, but. Everybody kept telling her at work because she went in for the day for the Halloween party gathering stuff. And uh, she was in a meeting that she was required to be in at the time of the judging for the contest. So she didn't get to go to the contest and get judged. So she didn't get first prize, but everyone was telling her, oh my gosh, you should have been there so you could get your first prize. (laughs) It was that good. So, but I wanted to share it because I just thought, well, I never would have thought of steampunk.
1: Yeah, my sister's uh, daughter is actually... um Dressing up like that. She went so far as to. Put. Dye her hair red. Oh. Ha, ha. oh.
2: Annette didn't do that this year. I'm glad. <laughs> ah, wow. But if you look at her eyes. In the face picture. Yeah, yeah, Open it. And look at her eyes. She has those things. Taped on her face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh She's pretty, I think she's pretty I know she's my kid, but I think she's pretty No, that's a beautiful,
1: no I agree with you, it's a beautiful <laughs> picture
2: Savings I'm trying to find out
1: why Daylight, why is daylight savings time?
2: On a Wednesday, oh, I, is it?
1: Yeah On a Wednesday
2: Yeah, November 1st <clears throat>
1: Yeah, because I don't remember it being. All right.
2: I uh, was. It was always on a Sunday No, Saturday night at midnight. So on Sunday we'd wake up and the time had changed. Exactly. Did we have another Mandela effect, and we didn't realize it?
1: Well, okay. It says. It's uh, the question is how is daylight savings time de- determined? In the United States, Daylight Savings Time formally began on the last Sunday in April and ended on the last Sunday in October. The last Sunday in October. Well,
2: that would have been last last Sunday. Yeah. They move it to a Wednesday? What? Yes, in, in
1: 1986, the U.S. Congress passed a law that beginning the following year moved... Up the start of daylight savings time to the first Sunday in April, but kept its end date the same. So it should have been last Sunday, not Wednesday. Right. Oh now I'm really suspicious.
2: What?
1: Well I'll tell you why. I'm gonna put in a question here in the Google thingy. Okay. Uh, okay. Um because okay. Oh shoot. Sorry about that. What are the detrimental effects of... Oh, didn't spell that right.
2: Detrimental?
1: Apparently not.
2: Uh, health
1: effects of uh, Daylight Savings Time. Uh, can, health
2: it, effects, you said?
1: Health effects. Oh. Making, making the shift can increase your health risks. The scientific evidence points to acute increase in adverse health consequences from changing the clock, including heart attacks and stroke.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, okay, here's something. Seven things you should know about Daylight Savings from John Hopkins. Let's see what they have to say. Okay, yeah, uh, Except the cookies. Um, okay, it, it means misalignment with our body's natural rim, rhythms. And again, it says on Sunday, most of the U.S. will advance their clocks one hour. Are we sure we didn't
2: miss it somehow? I don't, everywhere I've seen it, it's been on Wednesday that they said it's on Wednesday. I mean, look at my see if my calendar has it. Mm-hmm. This is October. Wouldn't we, wouldn't,
1: wouldn't we notice it by now?
2: Well, you would think it's a, no. My calendar says on November first, Wednesday, first day of uh, of. The change. No, no, it doesn't. I'm lying. First day of American Indian Heritage Month, but it doesn't say anything on my calendar about the change in the time. Oh, there it is. Oh, Nancy, my calendar says November 5 daylight savings time. And that is a Sunday.
1: Okay, so it's not the first. Ha! Why did you think it was the first?
2: I saw it. I can't remember where I saw it. A couple places, because I thought, this is absolutely insane.
1: Okay, so it's next Sunday. All right, so I won't be so conspiratorial. But let's just give you the information regarding this. Um, It says, on Sunday, most of the U.S. will advance their clocks one hour... For daylight saving time. The change means disruption in the sleep patterns of over 30, 300 million people, the effects of which will doubtlessly be felt and seen nearly everywhere. Surveys from the American Academ- Academia of Sleep Medicine have found that about 63% of Americans would prefer to eliminate it, and 55% experience tiredness following the switch. But the time transition does more than just inspire mixed opinions, grogginess, and foul moods. Researchers say the change has the long-term negative consequences for our bodies and minds. There are seven things we learned about how changing the daylight saving times affect our life. Okay, it can uh, have a consequence from changing clocks, including heart attack and stroke. That's the one I just told you. Also, a heightened risk of mood disturbances and hospital admissions, as well as elevated production of inflammatory market markers in response to stress. The potential car crashes also spike just after the spring forward. Uh, of course, we're on the other one. Uh, the switch results in a risk of fatal traffic accidents by 6%. Not much, but significant. Okay, so Benjamin Franklin invented the concept in 1784, believing that rising earlier would economize candle usage and save people money. Pushing clocks forward to make greater use of the daylight during the warmer months was formally adopted during World War I as part of a global attempt to conserve energy. That rationale is part of what keeps DST in practice, but the theory is wobbly, according to research. All right, here's some research. Uh, As society has evolved, lighting accounts for less overall energy consumption. Rather, extending the use of daylight hours encourages people to use more air conditioning and heating. Uh Uh-oh. Other proponents say the additional daylight and evening hours during the spring and summer are beneficial to mental health of those who work during the day. That, too, has been refuted from data from 2020, suggesting that the change exasperates mood disorders, depression, anxiety, and substance abuse. After more work, sunshine doesn't necessarily mean a healthier you. Sunlight is the most powerful synchronizer of our Cassadian rhythms, the international generated clocks our bodies follow. Spira, the author, says, while it's advantageous to have more time for outdoor activities in the evening, exposure to more light closer to bedtime makes it harder to fall asleep at our usual bedtime and can reduce the amount of sleep we're able to get each night. We also lose light in the morning, leaving many of us waking up in the dark. That's bad because exposure to light in the morning has an alerting effect and helps us maintain a strong circadian rhythm. We function best when our sleep-wake cycles follow the sun. We get sleepy due to the part in melatonin release when it gets dark. In the spring, when we switch to daylight savings time, we increase the amount of light we're exposed to in the evening. Less sleep means health risks. Moving the clocks forward in the spring results in going to sleep and waking up before our internal clocks are ready. This misalignment lasts for the duration of the DST and can reduce the amount of sleep we're able to get to the detriment of our health. The consequences of insufficient sleep include decreases in cardiac, cardiovascular health, increase in diabetes. Uh, obsess uh, obesity poor mental health lower cognitive performance and an increase in the risk of motor vehicle accidents
2: I uh, wonder why motor, motor well they just said
1: they just said because your rhythm your natural rhythm to get sleepy as the sun goes down is from the beginning of humankind it's it's set off so your body is on the uh, uh, uh a genetic time clock and all of a sudden the sun is not working as it's supposed to be and so you stay up you don't get enough sleep
2: and that makes you have a car accident
1: well yeah because if you don't get oh man you want to talk about sleep being absolutely critical if, if you see that read the studies on sleep, sleep deprivation it, it's devastating to the body Uh, much more than i ever imagined because for 20 years i got maybe the most i get in a normal day was like four hours of sleep and it was broken sleep but four hours that was it and i kept saying to people you people that sleep eight hours you're dead for eight hours why do you need all that sleep well the difference between me and somebody who's just sleep deprived is that i was Working in a job that Every morning I went out to The Atlantic Ocean and Watched the sunrise I mean well over 5,000 Times I saw the sunrise over The Atlantic and that Energy that I was getting from the Sunrise is different than when it gets Up in the air and so I was Being energized not by Sleep but by the sun
2: Uh Ah That makes
1: uh, sense Yes and now Man, I need I need seven hours. I don't need eight, but I definitely need seven. If I sleep six, it's like no, no this isn't good. But seven, I'll wake up it's after seven hours versus eight hours. Um, yeah, they say that shift workers who drive to work early in the morning are more at risk for misalignment. Um Adolescents often have, have behavioral learning and behavioral learning and attention issues, as well as an increased risk risk of accident, injury, high blood pressure, obesity, diabetic diabetes, and mental health problems. These are all. Uh, this is John Hopkins that I'm reading here. It's a medical facility. Um.
2: I remember when I was in grade school uh and they would start classes at 7:30 in the morning. I could not keep my eyelids up at that hour. I I didn't because uh, you got to get up at at least 6 in order to get dressed and eat and go to school. What well, and I was not the only child in that class that was having trouble staying away. But then they bumped the time up to 8 o'clock because they were having trouble, so much trouble with the kids falling asleep. About half hour. It didn't make a big difference, though.
1: Yeah, here's something that's another related one. End of daylight savings time Can send our internal clocks Into a tailspin So yeah uh, People be careful on You know this coming Sunday Apparently not Wednesday I just couldn't understand why it would be on a Wednesday I didn't either But we got that settled It's not Wednesday It's going to be Sunday
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, most of the time I forget all about it
2: (laughs) I do, too, <laughs> until something happens later in the afternoon that makes me realize, oh, I've been an hour off all day.
1: Well, yeah, yeah and in Great Britain, they have a different time that they make the change. Because I remember having real problems with uh, JP because we had changed. I think we changed before they do. I'll have to ask Jan. And so he he thought he was... He was still on his time, didn't realize we had changed our time, and he was late for producing shows. But, it, uh, yeah, anyway, but it is a conspiracy. I mean, why are we doing this? Well, maybe because it's keeping people sick, <laughs> you know? The hospitals are probably saying, okay, uh, Sunday, you know, they're going to have that daylight savings thing. Uh, so, prepare for more people here.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: get, get your check for, or your billing ready to, you know, get more people. Oh, I hate these people. God, I hate them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just, you know.
2: The religion people.
1: No, the health people.
2: Oh, the health people.
1: <laughs> The pharmaceuticals and the, oh, God, I, it's just, it's so sick because
2: it's, it's not all, of all the money.
1: Yeah, it's not all of the doctors and nurses. I'm not saying that, you know, you're an evil person if you want to become a doctor or a nurse. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that the establishment itself makes people either conform to the evil or to get the hell out right and like in my sister's case she's an rn and i believe that she let me see she's 15 years younger than i am so she probably got into medicine where it where the standard of care wasn't quite as omnipresent as it is now and the standard of care is apparently a document it's probably much more than a document, but it says, if somebody has these symptoms, then you give them this drug, period. And the doctors and the nurses are told throughout by the hospitals, you don't go, you don't make any decision other than what the are prescribed in the in in that book, the standard of care. Why? Because the standard of care is an accepted legal document. It says, if a doctor was following the standard of care and the patient died, the patient does not have any reason to sue the doctor. But let's say you've got a healer doctor who says, oh, crap, the standard of care isn't working and changes it and you still die. Well, then you can sue him. So the doctors are caught in this. And and if you don't follow it, the hospitals will fire you because they don't just sue the doctor, they sue the hospitals so it's it. that's what is the major uh, uh, loophole that makes the entire establishment just evil as hell, it's all about the money, all about the money
2: Orion well, is saying UK clocks went back on Sunday made me late today you aren't too late honey because we just started it Six a half hour ago yeah. sure, you're you're not too late, Ryan, and then talking <laughs> medical stuff <clears throat> our heart doctor, because Annette and I have the same heart doctor, has been trying for over a year to get Annette to take the drug Ripapa, to do with her diabetes, and she kept saying no. No, no, I'm not taking any more drugs. I went off all my drugs. You're not going to have me add another drug. So she finally consented the last time we were in to see him because she was having some issues and thought, well, maybe I'll try it, and if it does help, I'll stay on it. And uh, so she called to get a refill because she ran out of refill. So Walmart called her and said, we called your doctor's office and they refused to renew your prescription for it. And she was shocked. They were shocked. So she called the doctor's office and, of course, it went to voicemail. This doctor's office staff really sucks in so many ways. But anyway. She left a message. I was listening to her, laughing my, laughing my butt off. <laughs> and she says, I just want to tell you this. And she told her name and all the stats that they want. And I want to tell you, doctor has been trying yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> I finally consented, yada, yada. I need a refill. And you are telling the Walmart you're refusing to renew it because it was never prescribed. She says, we have an appointment in November, and I cannot wait to come in and talk to Dr. G and tell them what you just did. (laughs) I'm sitting there laughing and laughing because I thought, ooh, I I would hate to be the person who took that, who did that phone call rejection. (laughs) But you got to really stay on top of whatever... The doctors are prescribing you and stay on top of their office to make sure they jive. Plus, our family practice doctor prescribed me a drug that if I take it, it says more than likely would kill me. And (laughs) I always look up a drug when a doctor tells me, oh, I want you to get on this. I say, you can write the script, but I'll make the determination if I take it or not. And so I look up what the side effects are. And this one, it was uh, all the way through it, may kill you, may kill you, may kill you. I go, oh, yeah, give me that prescription. I want that one. <laughs> and so I just want to make a point here, y'all. Um, d- check things out before you just go and take somebody, some... Person who's supposed to be a professional, check out what they're telling you to do so that they don't cause you more harm than what they think they're causing you good. And I'm done.
1: Well, before anybody goes to a medical doctor, long before you have any issues, you should start looking at health options, which is natural health, not just energy, but herbs, what are the things that kept our ancestors healthy? I mean, they, they, the, the, the numbers on autism and mental health issues that, and physical health issues. Well, last, last, what was it? Was it the Say What Show? We read that, um, our, as a matter of fact, do you still have that? Maybe we should read it for this one, too. It's a, a response from a nurse towards oh, yeah. vaccines. You, yeah, can we you? should. I yeah. can
2: find it. I'll let you know when I find it. Okay. Don't take long.
1: Okay. Um, the, the person who really set me onto an understanding, I, I know for all my life I've had this fear of doctors and dentists. But I think it comes from being a kid and my mother and father had a doctor friend and a dentist friend. And I was a kid. And the only time I saw this doctor and this dentist was when they are at my house stinking drunk. So my, in my little mind, I saw doctors and dentists as being real a-holes. Because they, I only knew them as drunk people. And I didn't really understand drunk. You know? I mean, it was like every time I saw them, they were doing, falling over, I mean, like, V- drunk <laughs> so I've had this this you know learned disrespect for doctors and dentists and that's one of the reasons that I'm like no I'm not going to go see a doctor and dentist I can get over that in my head and say well I mean if I broke a leg or you know some kind of a, a situation like that but to overall think in terms of living a healthy lifestyle there are so many ways that you can get away from the bad food the bad water the bad air it's all around us it's not natural so what you need to think in terms of is how did these people naturally cure themselves so uh, and uh dr um jennifer daniels i was interviewing her and she said so many things, the first things she sent to, said to me that really made me go, "Oh whoa, whoa, oh really She went to harvard Harvard Medical School, and she said, "The first class I had, the professor said every he said half of what we're going to tell you is true, half of what we, is half of what we tell you is not true, and we don't know the difference. at least he was honest. And she proceeded to go through the medical, I mean, she was like at the top of her class. She got the internships and she proceeded to see people essentially murdered because the doctors and the nurses were following the standard of care. And she gave me actual, you know, told me certain things about like some, some, but some doctor had prescribed a drug based on the standard of care they had given her too much of it the nurse knew that but it was due to be given again and daniels was the nurse on on you know on the floor at that time and an intern and daniels is realizing that there was an over medication of the drug So she told the nurse not to give it. And the nurse said, no, no, I have to give it and started arguing. And so Daniel said, it's on you if you give that. I'm not signing off on this at all. And so she basically started getting herself into problems with the administrators of the hospital because she and that person died, by the way. So. There was enough of that to, to make me you know feel like, oh my God, I understand why she left the country. Because she probably wouldn't be alive if she didn't. Um, they did take her her, her uh, doctor's certificate away. And it's a long story. And every once in a while, I replay it because it was the best interview I ever did. It taught me more about the medical establishment in a very short period of time. And she's in a marvelous situation. Uh, she's just funny she tells funny stories so but it was a standard of care and once you understand that that they have to follow the standard of care you realize that these people are not healers they're just clogs in the medical you know establishment so it's you don't trust the doctors you, you don't trust them i mean if you've got no options you broke your, you broke a bone you go in there. Have somebody with you that can keep them from f- f- pumping you up with medication that you shouldn't be taking. And that's very, very seldom will you have somebody that can do that. So it's uh, kind of falls on the patient themselves. What is that drug you're giving me? You know, and yes, you'll be a pain in the ass patient, but you just might survive. So before you ever get to the situation where it's not a, it's not a broken leg it's not something that they can fix and you're going to die if you don't get it type of thing if it's something like, let's say cancer let's say all of a sudden you've got uh you know something happening and you go in and they say oh you've got cancer you have to get on all these drugs i highly recommend you say no walk out of the place and then start doing your research because there are so many alternative treatments to cancer but it's not on the standard of care and you will not get that information in a medical establishment you have to do your own research now Daniels uh, for her part she was um, she only had five people die during a year she had her own practice five people died But it really bothered her that those five people died. So she looked at the charts to see, were they staying? She she thought that, well, those are the people that didn't take the medication. She checks, and these are the people that were taking it like it was religion. Those are the people that were dying. The people that were saying, well, I'm taking half a dose, or I'm no, I don't really. Those are the people that were surviving. So at that point she began to reassess everything about everything and one of the things she did, she's black and so she was in a predominantly black uh, practice and she started saying to her patients, when you were a kid and you got this same situation, this rash or whatever, um, what did your grandmother tell you to do? If you had, a, you know, stomach problem, what did you give? She'd give them all of these. If they had, if they had the, the situation, she'd say, "What would your grandmother do?" And they all started. Well, not all, of course, but when somebody had something to say, they kept saying turpentine. So she started looking into turpentine, and she went back to the original pharmaceutical books, and no matter what she was looking up one of the things that you could take was turpentine in the, the official old old books what the the healers at the you know had learned was that turpentine can clear up almost anything and so she researched well what was the dosage i mean there wasn't a lot of information because it would all all been scrubbed from the anything except the old books so she and she was hysterical. It's so funny to listen to her, but she said that um, she had all every, everything was in order if she died, <laughs> you know. She had the documents or you know all the things regarding your health and everything on the refrigerator, you know. She put a magnet under and the papers were underneath that. And then she started a uh, regime uh, that went over a few days, and she would take a sugar cube. They t- said that they'd put them on sugar. You know, the turpentine would be added to sugar, and you remember that old saying that you know, a, stu- a spoonful of sugar will keep your, the doctor away. Well, that wasn't sugar; that was sugar with turpentine. So, to make a long story short, she started using prescribing turpentine, but to, to get there, she she actually took like two drops on the first day. No, nothing. You know, three on the se- second day. When she got to, I think it was, I don't know what it was, maybe four or five. She felt, oh wow, boom! I, oh God, I can feel this in my body now. So she knew she had the dosage that would be enough to make an effect, but she wanted to know, well, how far can this? Can I take this? So she essentially took took herself to the point of overdose. And when she felt the change and it was like, oh, God, I feel terrible. um, That's when she knew that was the high point. But she used her own self as the guinea pig. And she began to, to use that, her own self, as the guinea pig information she got to prescribe to her patients. So she didn't have anybody die. She didn't have anybody going to the hospital. And she gets a call from the hospital people, the one of the admin people. What hospital are you using for your patients? Well, yours. I wouldn't go anyplace else. But you haven't had anybody in here in a year. Yeah, I don't need it. Well, she lost her insurance. Everything fell apart for her. Because she would not send people to the hospital. Long story, but she's now out of the country. But you can find her on podcasts. I, I think she's still doing them. Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Just look her up, and um, she's got so many brilliant ways of keeping you healthy. But what I'm trying to say here is that, for instance, on the diabetic question, uh, Dolly. If you look yes. up, if you look up health, you know how to natural health things for that. We know that one of the problems with diabetes is that you, you, most people are overweight. The real key is getting your weight down to where it's supposed to be, and then your body will reset the sugar balance. You know, it's like you're trying to balance sugar with, a, with a, a default body, which is much lighter, and then you've got a heavier body. Well, the default mechanism isn't working for that heavy body. So they'll pump you full of insulin to mimic the, you know, the sugar effect and blah, blah, blah. But why not just focus on what the real problem is? You're overweight. And I highly, highly, highly recommend that you guys look at uh, apple cider vinegar. Now, I had heard about it for a long time, but I poo-pooed it, you know, and then... I had a uh, when I I don't know it was what when was it oh eight I think I had an intestinal bleed that almost well I bled out my all the blood in my body they had to keep you know pumping me full of blood they never could figure out what caused it and why am I telling you that story oh because then I don't know probably. Eighteen months ago, now maybe, yeah, probably around eighteen months ago, I had another bout with it. And uh, I mean, you don't, you, know, you can't even. I'm not even getting the details of it, but I was basically bleeding to death. And yet, I would not go to the hospital. I put in a message to Derek because I know he doesn't have his phone on. I know that he gets up in the morning and he looks at the is his his phone. But I had to wait six hours and by that time i was like he better wake up soon because i'm not going to be strong enough to make the call for an ambulance and he gets on the phone with me and i tell him, all i said was i had intestinal bleed that's all i said to him and he's like oh okay he's talking to me the whole time and he's looking inside my body and he's going all right i think i see it what it is and he says okay is that yeah and he starts doing this stuff when I hung up, I didn't have any more bleeding. Okay, none. If I had called and gone to the hospital, I'll tell you what they would have done. They would have given me a colostomy. They would have put a tube down the the you know, my my mouth. They would have scoped me all over the place. They would have given me somebody else's blood. It you know, I'd gone through it. And yes, I survived. And God, I was in a Massachusetts hospital where the nurses were unbelievable. It was a small hospital associated with a bigger one. And they were just absolutely wonderful from the people in the ER. And the <laughs> the ER was grossed out because they've never seen anybody bleeding that like that bad. And so they said, there was this one girl and she's, she's got her phone out. And she's going, and this was in the early days, you know, so there's... I don't know what she was reading, but she's reading what possibly could be causing the amount of bleeding that's happening. And she kept saying, oh, that's cancer. Oh, oh, okay. And that's that. And I mean, she went through a half a dozen of them, and they they all resulted in death. And I'm thinking, I don't think she should be telling me this, (laughs) you know. Well, they didn't die. They never found out why. I never had a read about until I say like eighteen months ago. And um but I didn't have to go through any of that other stuff. I didn't have the, you know, twenty thousand dollars or more in medical expenses because I called Derek. Now is Derek that good that anybody should be calling him up because they're having some kind of a major No. I mean you can't because you can't he can only do what he can do. And he had somebody, me, who understood energy work. And he's what I'm using it for is to tell me, where's the problem? Let, give me a handle on what the problem is and move whatever energy you can. But after that, it's up to me to make the changes in my own self so that this doesn't reoccur. And one of the things that at that point he's starting scanning me, and he's going, he says to me, "You have it like an inner tube around your your gut." And I said to him, "You mean like a bicycle inner tube or like a Mack truck?" He said, "Oh, this is a Mack truck." And yes, I had that belly fat thing happening. So I went on a search to find out how do you get rid of this belly fat, and it turned out that they were recommending actually. Uh, apple cider vinegar so I started to take the apple cider vinegar and it's, it's like maybe in a given day I'm taking two teaspoons full of it and the stomach just kept getting less and less and less and less and less and it's not there but I've got another problem that because it's not there all my pants are falling off yeah. So, so you know it's like oh wow okay but what I'm trying to get across to you is take your health into your hands yes there are times where the only option you have is to go to a hospital at that point pray for every spirit to help you you got angels with you you got you know spirit whatever you know your higher self bring them in to essentially take over the bodies and mental state of the people that are treating you. Uh, don't just walk in there and say, oh, save me, save me, I'm a victim here, save me. You do that and you're, you're, you're lost. You have to continually manipulate your environment for the best for you. And that means recognizing when you're going into a place that does not propagate good healing it propagates money and if you look at it that way and just say spirit guides angels whatever god you know take care of me put put your hands in put your body in the hands of the spiritual spiritual world versus the doctors let the doctors be used by the spiritual world To make the right decisions. Okay. And that's why we should be careful about daylight savings time. (laughs) Because you don't want to get in trouble on daylight savings time and have to go to a doctor. But, you know, it's all doable. It's all doable. And it's like with Derek, I highly recommend that you do have a... Instead of spending the money to go to a doctor, spend the pittance of money that you spend with with Derek to at least take a scan of you and see well you know because a lot of times when he's doing this work he's not explaining you know what it is he's doing he's just seeing energy uh blockages there's too much there's too little and he's making changes as he's talking to you um but even if you're talking to him say to him Derek what do I need to know to be able to make the change because it's up to the human being and your higher self no higher self i really don't want to leave now oh okay well higher self how do i get myself fixed well you start working with energy with your thoughts don't get all oh man i I, i've i've met people who you know they were it was declared that they had cancer. And right then when they were told they had cancer, in their minds, they were dead. No. Most cancers can be cured without going to a doctor. That's just a fact. If you get ahead of them, I mean, there's so much research on, on cancer and what it really is. And if you want to get, you know, kind of out there and do your own research... Go to people like Dr. Lee Merritt, and her explanation is cancer is a parasite. It's small parasites. I'm talking like cell-sized parasites that are throughout your body that over... And this is such a fascinating thing, and it makes so much sense. So you get a parasite. The mother starts putting out all these these eggs. The eggs begin to... In a sack... So the sac begins to grow and grow and grow because the mother is just putting the eggs in the sac but she doesn't want to compete with all those babies so she keeps them in a state of being an egg and she puts out a hormone or something that tells the egg no don't 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 go any further you're just waiting till I die when she dies and that is not there anymore then all of a sudden, all of these eggs go full bore, bore, and people over the, you know decades have said that cancer sort of starts out as a a sac, which we call a cyst, and this cyst can be co- it's a sac, but it can be co- created from a lot of reasons. But what they're what they've been missing is that this sac. Is full of these parasites that, when it gets too big, it's it's just taking over all of your body because the, there's all those mothers that start to make more cysts, and that's why even though you might have a uh, gene that says that you're gonna you have a potential uh, cancer in your, in your genetic makeup. That's why it takes, I mean, if this was true that you have a gene that you're going to get cancer from, why don't you get it when you're 10 years old? There are some kids that get cancer, but it's not necessarily a genetic type. And um, so you, you, you you get the, the older you get, more people get cancer. It's because of this particular concept that cancer is really parasites. There's there's chemicals that they have out there. We did shows in Cosmic Reality about a a a a process of and it was not a dangerous chemical at all. I don't remember what we called it. It was I didn't understand it. It wasn't my thing to understand. It my thing to was understand what was happening, and it primarily was in England and France. And these doctors were having marvelous results with this on all sorts of different cancers. And then they started getting arrested. And that corresponded to, in the United States here, all of a sudden, uh, well, last figure I saw, it was over 100 naturalist doctors had died from suicide, car accidents, Uh, one guy, shot himself and then drowned himself in the river i mean bizarre bizarre things and like i say there was over a hundred of them and those naturalists were working with that particular cure for cancer okay and they were like all taken out um I know another doctor that after that, uh, she packed up and went to Costa Rica because she, she said, no, this is, this is uh, they're assassinating the doctors that are talking healing, not money. Um, so they, they, there's all sorts of things you can do in a natural way, under, because now they're treating cancers with uh, parasite drugs. I think that's why they got so terrified of ivermectin. Oh, my God. If they start giving them ivermectin for the COVID, it might take out the cancer. Because these people know what the hell is happening. Or they don't. They don't care. But somebody knows. So, anyway. Um, gee, we really took off on that. And all we were talking about was daylight savings time. And we're at the and top. you
2: were worried about our time.
1: <laughs> well... I was and worried. I did
2: find the uh, nurse thing a while back when you were talking,
1: okay, so, so will you wait until we come back? because we're at the top of the hour already? What if I say no? Well, um, I would wait, but you know, well,
2: I, you have control over the radio. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, yeah. I,
1: wait. <laughs> I was gonna play that one, but I'm gonna it's kind of long, so let me just go back up here. And see, oh gee, I, it's always amazing how many things I have up here. All right, here we go. Let's just do somewhere over the rainbow. we we'll are back, right back. An aura geode, black moonstone, citrine, cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions
0: let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible mystical wares in mount vernon washington yes folks mystical wares is where the jedi knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet earth after annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the death star they deserve an all-out shopping spree and their supplier of choice is mystical wares in mount vernon washington an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe i spoke to master yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite he replied tell you i will and not be labor mystical wares i also pick up spare parts for my lightsaber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidysian. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar
1: Energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balance and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free, weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. Welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Show. It's October 31st, 2023. I'm Nancy Hopkins and Dolly Howard is with me. So, well, we took that and made it into a (laughs) <laughs> okay, so read that, uh, because this is so critical. Okay, doc. <clears throat>
2: Are you ready? I'm going to go. Go. I, I am a neonatal intensive care unit, which is also known as NICU, N-I-C-U, nurse. For almost 14 years, I worked in some of the best children's hospitals in the country. I have never really been one to question modern medicine until somewhat recently. When you work in healthcare, you mostly just assume that everything is research-based, done with purpose, and done for the ultimate good of the patient. First, do no harm, right? I think having my own child and realizing the gravity of my decisions regarding his care have made me dig very, very, very deep into the research behind what has come to be second nature to the majority of us, and that's vaccines. <clears throat> I am not a crazy, emotionally driven person. I think anyone reading this knows me well enough to appreciate that about me. My husband will tell you that I research things to death. It's true. I don't watch TV, and I couldn't care less about what Hollywood celebrities have to say about any topic. I never was even interested in the autism autism aspect or argument. And that is not at all what led me to start looking into vaccine research. It was actually one of my best friends who was a critical care pediatrician, nurse practitioner. She was also in favor of vaccines, worked in cardiac ICU and oncology units in reputable children's hospitals, and thought it was crazy not to vaccinate your kids just a minute. Okay, flash forward to today, and none of her children are vaccinated. She is one of the smartest, most well-read, and well-researched people I know. She has written medical journal articles and has continued chapters. Sorry, I'm having issues here. And has contributed chapters to medical textbooks. She does not make decisions without a great deal of research, thought, and prayer. So when she did a 180 on vaccines, I listened, and I began to research on my own. I went from spending... 14 years of my nursing career giving vaccines to my patients and thinking parents who didn't vaccinate were irresponsible and crazy to know, to now recognizing the great harm that is being done to our children by the vaccine industry. Autoimmune disease, asthma, eczema, food allergies, especially peanuts, Seizure disorders, learning disabilities, chronic ear infections, allergies. All these health issues are running rampant in our kids. I witnessed countless occasions of vaccine injury in the NICU. And the truly disturbing part is that it is considered normal. We would vaccinate babies, and then inevitably, the night or the next day, the baby would have increased apnea spells. They would stop breathing. They would require increased ventilator support. They'd have more feeding difficulties or higher amounts of gastric residual and vomiting. The doctors were never surprised. This was just an expected response to vaccination. This was the standard in every NICU I worked in. That would be six different NICUs all over the world, the country. I also never once, not in 14 years, observed a doctor giving true informed consent to parents regarding vaccinating their baby. It is our job as the nurse to get the parents to just sign the consent form after handing them a print-off sheet from the CDC, which was strongly biased towards vaccination. If you were told the truth that your baby could stop breathing after getting vaccines, would you perhaps question it or at least ask to postpone until they are older? If you as a parent aren't 100% certain that the medical intervention you are giving your child is safe and healthy for them, then you have the right and the responsibility to say no. Ask to wait. Ask to delay until you research further. You can always vaccinate later. You can never unvaccinate. Every state allows for vaccine exemptions for your child to attend public school. Most allow for religious or conscience exemptions. 47 states in addition to medical exemptions. I am not demanding that you stop vaccinating your kids. I'm simply urging you to question, do your own research, find sources that aren't bought and paid for by the pharmaceutical industry, make sure there aren't conflicts of interest. And that's it.
1: Yeah, well, I said on the say what show that I'm sorry that it took her that long. Yeah, you know, well, t- Talk about it for a minute. I gotta type somebody something. Okay.
2: Um. So I wish that that nurse had been around when I gave birth to my children. I went along with the propaganda. I thought, oh, my kid better get vaccinated with everything there is for a child. And they were because of me. I put I had them poisoned. Uh, my own child, I said, yes, let's give them everything. Even Annette, she was in the last batch of children that age to receive smallpox vaccines. So she's got that thing on her arm where they gave her that smallpox vaccine. I asked for it for my other two, Russell and Sherry, and they said, no, we don't have to do that anymore. And here was their excuse, because smallpox isn't that rampant anymore. So they probably won't get it and they don't need the vaccine and and i swallowed it hook line and sinker oh my gosh what did i do to my kids of course they're alive and well today um no thanks to me and uh and now i try to educate other people uh who have grandchildren I try to tell them, please talk to your children, do your research about vaccinating their babies when they're born. Because in some hospitals, they go ahead and vaccinate the child without getting consent from the parent. They just do it. And that's not right. That's not right. I don't think it's even legal, but it's being done. And um I like I said, I, I really wish that nurse had been around when my kids were babies. I admire her for stepping out and taking the incentive to educate people and to share with them what she learned. And I'm done. Is Nancy back? I didn't go anywhere. Oh yes what? I did. I yes I did. <sighs> <laughs> you and the uh, net, you try to make me think I'm absolutely out of my mind.
1: No, no. Annika had asked me a question about a telephone number, and I'm messaging him. I don't give out telephone numbers. If you give me your telephone number, I will see that the person gets it.
2: Ah, yeah. I, I do that too. Yeah. Because <clears throat> yeah. you never know if that person wants their phone number given out. Exactly. So don't give out my number. <laughs> I don't think I've given it to anybody. I don't think I know it. I don't give I, out numbers. It's um, it's programmed in my phone, Nancy. I couldn't tell it to you if I had to.
1: I I have to look it up. <laughs> it's actually hidden underneath the, the case. You know, I have to. I have to look at this number every time because I I don't call it,
2: yeah. and I don't get it out. So why would I remember it? I know my own number, but I don't know anybody else's numbers.
1: Somebody says, what's your number? And I have to say, wait a minute, let me get my phone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, dear. So, um, okay, so what else have you got there? Let me
2: bring up the... Uh oh no I got the wrong one open. Here this one. Okay. Um Oh yeah. I wanted to talk about uh, the the latest craze has been we're all living in a hologram. And and you're supposed to believe that I'm telling you the truth. Oh excuse me. I always research. But it's hard to find Mm. concrete evidence for are we really all living in a hologram? Um, Who is in charge of the program for the hologram? And then I hear, well, uh, Everybody, uh, most people you talk to are just, they aren't real people. They're just part of the hologram. Well, then why the hell am I here if I can't communicate with real human beings? What's the purpose of me being here? And then there's the UFOs. There's been a lot of things now saying the sky, our skies are full of, millions of UFOs that we can't see. Well, okay, I live pretty darn close to Cape Canaveral where they shoot up the rocket ships. I mean, like, I live a half hour maybe that far away from them, and I can see the rocket ships being shot up any time they shoot them up. All I have to do is walk outside or look out the window. Last time, I was in the pool looking up and happened to see it. Well, okay, if we are holograms and there's millions of UFOs up in the sky and we live in a dome because I'm hearing, oh, we have this dome over us too. Well, how do all the UFOs get in here through the... through the dome? How does the rocket ships how do the rocket ships get outside of the dome? Why don't they smash the hell out of it trying to get in and out? Um what concrete proof can anyone offer to me that we are holograms? And am I a hologram? Or am I a real human being? And if I'm a hologram, you can just go ahead and zap me out of your program because I don't want to participate. Here I am. I'm still here. So uh, anybody have any?
1: Okay. This is something that Walt would take you off into a science discussion. Yes. Let me put it to you this way. How would you define the human body?
2: Flesh and bones and blood and fluids.
1: Okay, but how is that all? What What's behind that? What created that? God. Okay. The thing about it is, is what you're seeing is energy that is moving at the same frequency that you're moving at. So it slowed down. And you're moving at the same speed. Therefore, it appears to be solid. Because remember, reality is what you think it is. All right. So, every single thing around you is really an energy field that is in the shape of the desk, in the shape of the microphone, the computer, everything. It's all been manipulated to look like that. Out of the cosmic energy of God, everything, even all of the you know hardware that we have around us, the building block is God. Is you following me thus far?
2: Well, I know what you're saying.
1: Okay, I can't
2: uh, say that I'm swallowing it.
1: Well, you don't have to, I'm just giving you an explanation for why the people are seeing what they're seeing. Okay. Telling you that there's all this <coughs> stuff happening. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Now, when they're talking about the holographic, okay. So let's wait a minute. Let's go back to the uh, to the, en- the energy body. So we are just energy. The our physical bodies are energy that we see is solid because we're moving in the same frequency, the same time and space, so to speak. But when you are talking in terms of other realities like a holographic reality the only difference is the instead of seeing the solid matter because of there that the person is in that frequency what's really happening is that the human beings, reality is shifted to a slightly different frequency. So, instead of seeing solid, they're seeing the structure, the energy structure, because they are now vibrating higher than the third dimension. And they're seeing behind what's creating the third dimension. Now, that's what I perceive is happening in the people that are creating the concept of the holographic uh, universe. Remember, reality is what you think it is. So, what they're doing is they're formulating tests and measurements to prove that theory. That it's all this holographic light. I mean, my understanding of how they create holograms is very, very limited, but it basically takes a laser beam to do it. I don't see all these laser beams around. So they're taking a three-dimensional concept, seeing it in a way that they're not understanding. They're seeing a reality that other people aren't seeing anymore. And so they're manipulating the way they're looking at it and the experiments that they're doing with it so, as to conform to seeing it. So, there's a lot of database on this. Um Billy Carson was talking about this, and again, it was a short segment that really didn't get into the details. But, it's, it's this concept of the DNA being pro- pro- programmable. And so based on what you're thinking you're also changing your body so if you think in terms of being a more vibrant being that wants to see the energy fields you're going to see energy fields but it's not in the concept of a hologram that's being manipulated into the third dimension because of light laser light and whatever science is behind it so I You know, and there's a lot of data, Dolly, out there about that being real, but I'm saying that that is a reality that these people are painting. It's not necessarily the reality we want to be on. So, again, we go back to the God concept. It's an energy that's at the basis of everything. A simple energy. And that energy creates everything. God creates everything okay so the difference between the way you and I and most of the people who listen to this sort of thing are seeing it is that it's not being manipulated by some outside force creating a hologram I mean that leads you to somebody standing behind a computer creating this world of holographic BS the matrix you know and um That's not what... You can decide that. You can decide some AI is behind it all. That's where they're going with the holographic universe. It's AI. Okay? The great God is really AI. And there's a lot of evidence that way. But in the human framework of experience, you have to make a decision. And that decision is, do you want to be a human being? Which is a creation of God that cannot be duplicated by artificial means or some computer geek that's trying to create a new world in the digital form. So it's very confusing um, if you try to listen to it all. But if you stop and you listen to each thing that they're saying, then you can see it for what it is. It's their view of reality and they make all these experiments and tests to prove that reality. That's what gets us into the to the problems. Um, but so, our reality is what they call faith-based. All right, now their definition of faith and everything else is just hogwash. But what it means to me is that it's a feeling inside of us. You know, you can show me all the data and I'll look at it and I'll say, yeah, that makes sense, but it's not my reality. It's a feeling. So... I don't know if that helped you understand that stuff or not.
2: Well, I don't have to understand where these crazy people are wanting to believe the hologram stuff. I am definitely faith-based, God-based, and nobody's going to change my mind on that. Uh, that's the way it is in Dolly world. It's God and it's faith, and I am a creation of God, and this is helping me. What are, what you just said is helping me. Helping me. Well, these realize what these other people are doing. I do not believe. Uh, I think AI should be. I think of it like Terminator shows. I think people are absolutely ridiculous when they say, oh, AI is controllable. Uh, no, it's already out of control in many areas.
0: Don't, is, don't, don't, worry.
1: don't worry about it. <clears throat> no, it's all taken care of. Biden named uh, Harris to be the AI czar. And, what? Uh, yeah, today. This happened today. And... <laughs> So he turns the mic over to her. No, and honestly, I'm trying, I'm going to try to get this across because it was like I I (laughs) kind of couldn't believe what I was hearing. So I had to struggle to make sure that I was really hearing it right. So she says, I don't even think she used the word AI. She immediately started painting this picture that this, they were going to control the AI. By equity
2: <laughs> equity,
1: yeah, you know where where this whole thing about you know the victims are are victims, and so you have to take down the successful people to make it all equal, all right, that's equity, that's what their main theme is here, okay, <laughs> so she starts talking about this, and you know I, I love oh we must on the five because it was felt Godfell's comes out they listen to the you know the clip of her saying all this and you can probably i'm sure you can look it up and um i, take it. Sa- I
2: can watch it from the tape yeah
1: record it yeah and he says how did he put it he said look at he says this equity thing in the ai is really stupid because let me get, uh, he gave three examples. I'm only going to give the one I remember here. He said, What if you are working with an AI app to find a nurse for your child, you know, a house, whatever they call that, babysitter thingy, you know? Um, he said, Well, in the equity world, you wouldn't know if there were people who were had been in jail who had had multiple arrests that were just just dismissed who may have mental health issues or drug users because all of that in the equity world you can't talk about he said you're (laughs) going to trust
2: that ai oh yeah right (laughs) (laughs) this this is unbelievable it's crazy oh (laughs) But what Harris, is this world coming
1: to? Harris is going to take care of everything, like she took care of the border. Oh yeah. So <laughs> we can, we can sleep we can sleep sleep soundly.
2: Yeah, we don't need to worry about that anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh my, oh my god! You know, <laughs> are the angels
1: there? And Dave, did they want to come in, or should we just uh, talk a little politics? Do they want to hear a comedy? I'm,
2: show? I'm, I'm listening. Hold on. Give me a minute. No, they say they're having too much fun with what we're talking about now.
1: Uh, I was kind of getting that feeling. But we'll tell them to yeah. interrupt if they want to say anything or maybe we'll give them another chance. But um, this this Biden situation is getting, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you really want to start laughing because it's getting so much more absurd than anybody One of the things that they discovered is that in his role as vice president, he was using pseudonyms to send emails, personal emails, and that's against the federal regulations regarding emails. You're not supposed to have any private ones. I don't know why, but that's the rule. You mean for president? For government employees. Okay, okay. Apparently, is the way I understand it. So, um, he started using these aliases. And I know of three of them that he used, you know, a lot. And the Congress investigating this came across, I think it was like 5,000 emails associated with these three pseudonyms. And they were able to open them. Apparently, they got their hands on them because some of the information was really damning. To the Bidens, okay, yeah. but that hasn't gotten too much press. But what happened now is that um, oh gosh, what's the name of that? Maybe it'll come to me. It's a magazine, internet magazine thing. That uh, justice, I'll, I'll I'll think of it. But the, the, the they got a Freedom of Information Act from the archives to see how many. If there were other emails associated with these pseudonyms, they came up with eighty-three thousand. He's beaten. He's beaten the email numbers on Hillary's computer. How can they even count that high? (laughs) And and uh, (laughs) it's just just as something, Uh, just news maybe um but so they're they're trying to get those things released because you got this guy breaking the law 83,000 times using this these private (laughs) pseudonyms and what is in those you know in, in one case one case was like this is this is public, uh remember, I was listening to the hearings when they were were going through all this evidence,
2: yeah,
1: and so it's I'm recalling it from that point in time, and one of the things that they found in these pseudonyms was a let me think how this was it was forwarding an email regarding Oh, what was it? Some kind of a money thing or something that involved the Ukrainian government. And he sent it under that pseudonym to Hunter. So it's like Hunter was being given proof that the money that his bosses had given him to give Joe to do this thing happened. So they've already got that one. What's in the 83,000 of them? So, and the new speaker, Johnson, is, he was with, which of them? One of the, there's two investigative uh, committees in the Congress that are looking at this Hunter-Joe Biden conspiracy thing. And I can't remember which one he was on, but... um, Comier, I think, is the guy's name that's ahead of it. I think it's that one, but he was—he's very gung ho to get to the bottom of this. Um, he's been very vocal about it.
2: The, speak- so, the new speaker guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Love this guy. Nice. guy. Oh. Oh yeah, he's. Um, I heard him interviewed by Hannity, which you would have probably hated, but. Hannity was asking him some very hard questions, and this guy just like just he's got this great voice, and he's nice to look at. (laughs) He was he was very relaxed, you know,
2: yeah,
1: but his ability to he reminded me of Jim Jordan in his ability to cut to the root of things Uh and Every question that he answered from Hannity, some of them hard. Well, like, and I told this on Say What show, but one of them was, <clears throat> he supposedly said some bad things about the marriages of homosexuals. And he did. And he admitted he did. He said, but I was the lawyer in a court of law where the law was saying that that is what it all means. In other words, he he said it in his capacity as a, a lawyer. He said, that was not my personal opinion, but I do not have a personal opinion when I'm in the role of a lawyer. He said, now the federal government has changed that. So now, no, of course I wouldn't say it. It's not the law. He's so dedicated to the law. And so much of what he was talking about was based on the Constitution that it made me feel very comfortable with him that at least he understands the Constitution. And the last thing he did, something about the question that uh, Hannity raised, and he said, you know, this is a very complex thing we're doing here. You've got these different views of reality, basically. I'm paraphrasing him. He said, but in the end, We've got something that stands behind us, and he pointed to a a a plaque, and it said, "In God We Trust."
0: Oh,
2: oh, I like this guy.
1: Oh, I mean, he he did that, and I was like, "Yep, this is." I mean, I wanted to see Jordan in, but this guy is like got the he's got the qualities of both of the the you know first two guys out, and he's got the qualities. He's just very, very impressive. And he's doing, I mean, right off the bat, he's, um, what was it that he did today? The Israeli money. He's taking that special thing with the three things that the president's pushing on him. And he's putting out a bill to give the Israelis the money. <laughs> all by itself, standing oh, alone.
0: Oh,
2: man. Yeah. I this guy. Uh-
1: yeah. And um, they do have the numbers probably to pass that, because that would be very difficult for the Democrats to say, no, I don't want to support this. It's standing by itself. No thing is complicating this. Are you for it or are you against it? And if they say against it, it's going to be a political disaster for the party. Um so I mean that's the way I'm reading it. He wasn't talking about it that way. He just said, "No, we're going to do these piecemeals the way it should have been done." So I like
2: that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I look at it the way you're talking about. I look at him as a more polished Jim Jordan. I would I would say that's true,
1: yes. But I think he's also got some t- Donald Trump in him.
2: Oh, wow, well,
1: he's, he's, yeah. ca- he's captivating. You know, Jordan, <clears throat> I'd be watching him and I'd think, oh, God, you got to fix your tie. You're all shoveled, you know. I, I'd always be kind of like in the back of my mind just, could you have combed your hair, you know, type of thing. This guy, I'm going like, oh, he's got just an immaculate h- haircut. He has some strange ears. His ears are a little strange. And he wears glasses, so you can't really get into his eyes. You know? but
2: uh-huh.
1: he's So could this- he
2: be a Spock?
1: Um, well, I definitely think he's a white hat.
2: Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have <laughs> to pay more attention to the news because... I haven't been watching it they' they just pissed me off royally too many lies i so I haven't even bothered to watch it, but I'm gonna start paying attention now just so I can see him
1: oh yeah i mean i I see that he's coming on, and I stop to watch what whatever he's doing, and he's been out there um pretty much, but i i I feel like the whole thing about that insane that was just insane they throw uh, McCarthy out and then they go through all the two weeks was it well there's a war in Israel and you know all this other yeah crap. it was yeah. just insane but and they took and they so at was the first one and then it was Jordan and then somebody else and I mean it just like and all of a sudden this guy comes out of the woodwork nobody knew who he was I mean people on the you know pondence are going like ah, i didn't really have my eye on the guy you know <clears throat> and he t- turns out to be this like perfect person for the job wow so and, and I, I was thinking about this okay so mm-hmm. is this a mac a microcosm of what the macrocosm is because they keep doing this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and yes it's black hats but again trying to make it so obvious that you've got only one decision and right now with the the terrible and I'm not saying that this is a man made thing it's almost like maybe the computer behind the hologram you know Um, computer guy but or woman, but you got a situation where the protests about the uh, against the Israel's the Jews and everything. Well, there were a lot of Jews that supported the Democratic Party, and now there's no way they can because of the way the party is behaving. So there's another huge chunk of the population that's been taken away from the Democrats and given to the Republicans probably, you know? So it's like every time they do some of this stuff that's absolutely insanely crazy, maybe there's a deeper purpose to it, you know, a purpose of spiritual growth. Because more and more people are, are looking at this gradually you had a lot of people that just sort of came like boom 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 okay we're here we're here we're here you know and then you started getting more and more people that sort of like uh where am i i don't think <laughs> I'm where i was you know so mm-hmm. there is this turnaround because maybe the the, the uh, you know i mean because the We think that maybe they let them take the 2020 election, or maybe not. Maybe they got a technology that oversaw, was better than ours, so they couldn't stop it. I mean, it wasn't like maybe they were letting it happen, Dolly, that they really couldn't stop it. So, if that, and that's a potential, so if that really did happen, well, now you've got a situation where you cannot afford to even have a close race. Because a lot of these things that are happening, you almost feel like it's a white hat trap. Like putting the gag order on Trump. Uh Uh, Never mind the indictments themselves. Yeah. So it's... um, it's the game has gotten very, very sophisticated, and you have to look at all the details. But you got to do that by standing back and not really committing to anything. Just watch
2: this. This it's like a mystery, you know. Watch the movie play out. That's what yeah. I've been doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we have we have um, two shows coming back. I talked about these two ones, say what, but um, the uh, Blind Frog branch.
2: Oh, Oh, yes. I was going to tell you about that. Yes, yes, yes. I got all excited about that. And, of course, uh, Oak Island. uh, And I believe that uh, Beyond Oak Island is coming back, too. We got some good shows lined up. Well, the the um, blind frog one is the
1: <laughs> that that one is really pretty strange.
2: That's hysterical. Yeah. These guys are so stupid. I don't know how they're alive.
1: I I, I have to agree with you. It was like I kept <laughs> shaking my head, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this." Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then it seemed like a very long time before. all I, As a matter of fact, did I ask you about that, or did I just think it? I was wondering. I'm wondering if that's coming back, and then like all of a sudden, I'm starting to see the advertisements. But the it was really intriguing because that one clip there, it had this guy saying, "The only time I've seen this phenomenon is around a black hole." Oh dear God! You know, and I'm going <laughs> what like, are they
2: going to do with that? I don't know. Uh, I find them very entertaining and I pray that they don't end up killing themselves. <laughs>
1: well, I got to figure that they went through one season without killing themselves and then the, now they're in, they must have gone through two because they're yes. putting it out there. We would have heard something if something True. had happened. Oh god. Uh, and and in you know, Oak Island, it's their promo has them tearing apart at the bottom. They put this wooden shaft in. And as they went down, they were taking drill holes towards the side of it to see what was happening in the ground that they were going down under. And now they're at, like, the bottom of this thing. And they were tearing up the wood. And then they showed this big cavern.
2: Oh, I didn't (laughs) see the cavern.
1: Yeah. I saw him tear up
2: the wood, but I didn't see the cavern. It
1: ol- it's only on for a few seconds. Oh. Not even six, probably. And, uh, yeah, but th- there's this big cavern in there. So, something is... and I, I don't know. It's going to get exciting here. In the midst of everything else out there.
2: We need some good excitement. We- we've been living through all this bad shit for, for a long time now. We need something to hold on to. Well,
1: I think there's a lot of good things that are happening. I mean, there's really bad things. But, I mean, like, the, all this protest and stuff, uh, you know, the pro-Palestinians, they call it, but they're really pro-Hamas by what they're saying. Um Again, it looks like, oh, my God, all these kids are just crazy. Well, it turns out that they were being funded for decades by different Islamic groups associated with different terrorist groups on the campuses. And there's a lot of those people that are actually from the region. They're not American citizens. And... I wouldn't be surprised if Jesse Waters had his guy, Johnny, on the street. And they were going to a, I think it was a Stop Trump campaign in New York. And this woman was, girl, was walking in and he started talking to her. And he says, you know, why is it that you're coming to this? And she said, oh, because I got paid to do it. We just get paid to show up. <laughs> so, yeah. So you don't know how many of those kind of people are there. Yeah. But the um, the backlash uh, from all of this is really beginning to draw the line mm-hmm. between right and wrong. I
2: you know, have noticed. It, I'm not all doom and gloom. I have noticed the good things that are starting to show up. They're starting to be revealed that have been happening for a while now, but they weren't as revealed as blatantly as they have been lately. So I think if people pay attention, they will start seeing it. But I... It's just been for so long it's been so bad in so many different ways that some people have trouble seeing uh, that there are good things going on too. And I brought it up. We need some encouraging things for the people like that and like me when I got so freaking depressed. And that and I did that one day. We need to have something to grab a hold of that—that's very blatant in your face and smack you the side of the head. It says, "Here we are. It's not all bad." Uh, so that's why I brought that up.
1: No, it's not. It's not bad at all. In, in my in my reality, we're in a uh, so much better place than we were 10 years ago oh because, gosh
2: yes Again, because
1: go 10, 10 years ago there was only a handful of us out there screaming please yeah. pay attention to us Yeah. and nobody paid attention to us until all hell broke loose you know um, and then
2: it was our fault
1: <laughs> and then <laughs> it was our fault we didn't why tell.
2: didn't you tell us this why didn't you listen
1: <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's like uh, we tried, you know, yeah. and it goes back. It goes back to uh, Christian. Uh, oh, what's her last name? She's a doctor, and she had been trying to tell people, you know, and this was in the very very beginning, telling people of the dangers of the uh, shots and Norse Nordstrom, I think it is. And then as the months went on and the months went on and people were getting really beat up about this, she finally said, look it, we've tried, we've tried. The only thing we can do now is to get out of the way. It's like a stampede of buffaloes about to go over the cliff. We'll pick up the pieces when it's over. And it was such a kind of a sense of surrender that it bothered me for a bit. And then I realized, no, you know, we can't continue to try to stand in front of a (laughs) stampede of people who want to go that route. We don't have the right as human beings. You want to go there? Well, I wouldn't go there, and you're probably going to be sorry about it, but, you know, come back. We'll help you get over it.
2: Guess says Northrop. Northway. I want to get this in And Thanks. Diane says All you need is love baby <laughs> She didn't have the baby I did And uh, FYI you could read Annika What he says
1: Okay Um. Yeah I better Look at that now because I think Sometimes those things go Away Did he say
2: something back To me let me see uh, the Speaker of the House
1: Well I don't know It's not showing up And I don't see a reply You're
2: kidding Oh my gosh I'm going to copy and paste it And send it to you I don't know if I want to read it Because I don't know if I agree with you I'll, I'll read it Because everyone has the right To say what they feel And I'm going to honor you, Annika. The new Speaker of the House is part of the Rothschild Dragon Society. Not a good guy for us. The Hall of Records will not approve money for Israel. There is no white hats. The Republicans are part of the Order of the Black Sun, and the Democrats are part of the Dragon Society. In order for Congress to receive approval for any bills, they need to sign up for the restoration of the planet. Well, that's his opinion. That's right. And that's, by, that's why I had to read it. Freedom yep. of yep. speech. He right can think how he wants to think. And we all can think how we want to think individually. So that's why I read it. We, we don't, um, what do you call it? We don't ban people's thoughts here. What, what am I trying to say? Uh, Censor. Yes, yes. That's what well, I'm trying it, to say. <clears throat> it's not
1: to say that he's even wrong. Right. Okay. Because he could be on a timeline that that's absolutely true. I'm not on that timeline. Sorry about that. You know. Right. Right. I'm on a different one, too. And and let me give you an example. Um, Starfire Tour, when Donald Trump was running for president in 16, she realized that if he got elected president, there would be no nuclear war, but if Hillary got in, there would be a nuclear war within three months. So she had her people just fill out what they thought they'd like to see in a leader and they did then they focused on it and up until that point in time but when the election happened I was not a supporter of his at all I thought he could be a demon for all I knew and then halfway through the show when all of a sudden the Trump started winning there was a timeline shift I could feel it it was a timeline shift So, the guy that had been out there campaigning and everything was not really the guy that walked out from behind the curtain because we had had a timeline shift. Because there's ever a lot of versions of ourselves out there, and that's really going to confuse you, Dolly. But so it could be true that that's, yeah, on on some timeline, that's exactly who he is, but not on my timeline. So, we're at the last three. The three, uh, what do Minutes. you call? Them?
2: Minutes. Yeah. Wow, we did good, Nancy.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Um, tomorrow, Radio Five G and Mark and I will be on. And you, you should be happy, Dolly, because. Well, let me just quickly do this and see how fast I can do this.
2: Mark got a chance to talk. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. All right, Dolly. This is what the show is going to be tomorrow.
2: Okay. Oh! Oh I love it. Radio 5G cosmic soup and it has the B Oh I love it Nancy thank you. I think you I think we did ourselves a big favor there.
1: Well, it was one of those things that you know even putting the logo together um, Derek had sent me this AI generated artwork stuff. And it was like it came together so very quickly. So I sent it off to uh, Mark his opinion. And he came back and he said, oh, add this and the B and the Radio 5G. And so I did. And it was like, yeah, that's that's what it is. So tomorrow you're going to be hearing the Radio 5G Cosmic Soup show.
2: And see, I told it to you because I was getting that message. I didn't come up with that. I wouldn't have been that smart.
1: It was very obvious that you would been just a conduit for that particular thing. So I uh, I appreciate it. Mark appreciated it. I I he was I was a little concerned about him because he's kind of hard to please in some ways. I'm never quite sure what he wants, but he was like he was like all for it. So oh
2: cool.
1: Not, yeah, not a problem whatsoever. So thank you, people out there. Uh, send love to Walt and his mom. And we will see you for Saturday's show And hopefully you'll get to see the Radio 5G show
2: Don't forget Except- Love Blankets
1: Absolutely
0: Teaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown.
1: You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show Produced by Cosmic Reality Radio Thank you for listening
0: Choose your